Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 214. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand, The Morning Show, and I believe, if my connection uh, is, is working, that's Jamie from Light <laughs> FM. Hello, Jamie. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> good, good. I wasn't sure. My Wi-Fi's been, my Wi-Fi's been a little screwy today. I, I, I know Uh-oh. it's not weather-related, but the weather's really bad on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and my Wi-Fi earlier was a little, uh, f- a little screwy, but it seems to be okay right now. Speaking of the weather, I'm watching uh, in the background as we're recording this, I'm watching the New York Mets opening day being rain delayed. So oh. I'm, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday evening, April 7th, 2022. For those of you listening after the zombie apocalypse and you found this audio, <laughs> I just wanted you, wanted you to know when this was recorded. We have uh, this episode next week. Well, the next episode, which is the midseason finale. So after we review this episode, we've got nine episodes left of The Walking Dead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's sad. It's, it's sad. <laughs> and, and it's sad for the people on the show as well. We'll talk about some of them um, before we start reviewing the episode. Let's talk about some news. Fear the Walking Dead spinoff Dead in the Water. Uh, that is the uh, oh. prequel. That is the prequel to the submarine story. So the submarine from last season, the USS Pennsylvania, it's a digital series, which means it's only on AMC Plus. It starts this weekend, Sunday, April 10th, or it started this weekend, if you're hearing this after Sunday, April 10th, and uh, you're going to have to subscribe to it, but I think it's it's worth it if you have the money to subscribe. And it's going to follow Nick Stahl, the actor. uh, He's playing Riley again. He was the lead cult guy uh, in Teddy's Cult. He's going to be reprising his role trapped on the submarine as the pandemic starts, the pandemic, the apocalypse. So when the zombie (laughs) breakout starts, the men are turning on the submarine. Uh, Now, I don't I I would have to I would have to imagine that someone was infected and someone died on the ship. And that's what happened, because it wasn't like they could have just out of nowhere. Someone a zombie was on board. But anyway, so that's what we're going to see is is him fighting. And it's six episodes, I guess. The first half of the first episode is going to be normal. And then you will see mayhem, I guess, on board a closed oh you know, submarine where they really can't go anywhere. So that's this Sunday. The following Sunday, April 17th, Fear the Walking Dead returns for the big the big war between Strand and Alicia. That will be uh, season se- seven? Seven, right? 
right? And yep. uh, it's the show's already been renewed for an eighth season. Oh, man, they're catching up. Tales of the Walking Dead will follow that show this summer. And then, of course, you've got The Walking Dead returning end of September, sometime in October, right around, you know, in the fall sometime. Mm-hmm. And then just because we're running down the shows, uh, a reminder that Isle of the Dead with Maggie and Negan uh, sometime 2023, as well as the Daryl and Carol spinoff. Woo, I'm excited for that one. So just a reminder, none of those four people die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the big, the big, you know, this episode, we'll get to it, but we're going to talk about Leah and her mission. You already know she doesn't accomplish her mission because those four people are alive. Exactly. AMC, you really effed us. You really did. Bastards. Went past Trailer Guy. It's all the way up to corporate. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. you know what? Maybe Trailer Guy's in charge of corporate now. Maybe he got promoted. CEO Trailer Guy. Uh, Mr. Trailer Guy, you've got a phone call on. Uh, hold on my calls. I'm Trailer Guy. Spoil everything. Yeah. Who's on the phone? Some guy named Garcia. You tell Garcia. Garcia. I don't want to talk to him. Oh, man. <laughs> Get out of my office where I take your gun and badge. Gun and badge? What are you talking about? I'm in TV. What? Don't question me. All right. So Trailer Guy, that's my theory. He's running yeah. MC. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, Jamie, uh, what do you have for us? uh, I know you have a couple of stories about people on the show and their final day of filming. What do you have? Yes, so Jeffrey Jeffrey Dean Morgan marks last day on The Walking Dead with an Instagram post to fans of the show. This is what he had to say. He said, my last day, thanks to everyone. No words beyond that. It's just going to take a bit to process it all. What a ride it has been. Huge love to the cast and crew. And as far as all you that watch The Walking Dead, Thank you probably doesn't cover it, but that's all I got. Oh, that's nice. Oh, Negan's a big softy. He is. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, what would a f- uh, farewell segment of our show be without you talking about Norman Reedus? Of course I have to talk about him. All right, what, so, what do you have? <laughs> Norman didn't do, well, he did a post, but he actually gave a speech on the final day of filming. So Norman Reedus delivered a heartfelt speech to the cast and crew as filming wrapped up on The Walking Dead. After 177 episodes filmed across 12 years and 11 seasons, production ended last week in Sonoya, Georgia, where they film. And Norman said, wow, this is surreal. Somebody taught me a quote recently, and it's, is the juice worth the squeeze? And then (laughs) then he said, the walking dead juice has always been worth the squeeze. As perverted as it sounds, it's truly been an honor. He did this in a video recorded right after the series wrapped up on The Walking Dead, and Norman gave his speech as Melissa McBride, Carol, was tearing up and hug executive producer and series finale director Greg Nicotero. You know, for a second, it sounded like you said The Walking Dead Jews. Oh, I, I said Jews. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't know that many on the show. There's the, the, the rabbi is on Fear the Walking Dead. I don't remember a lot of Jewish characters. Juice, juice. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a clip of it on... Twitter of the speech, Aww. some of it, and it's you know it's sad. Um, the the last scene they film is obviously at Commonwealth because that's where the cast and crew are when they're saying goodbye. So, I, but that I don't know if that means anything. I don't know how far away the Commonwealth set is from any other sets. Yeah. So, so but that's where they wrapped. That it's probably it doesn't mean it was the last scene in the show. It's just the last scene they filmed. It could have been out they of filmed. order. Yeah, they film out of order a lot. So right, so they... we don't know. We don't know what's going on. I, I know that um, that uh, Andrew Lincoln was there uh, around the time of the last few episodes being filmed, whether it was to direct, whether it was to just be there, who knows. Also, your um, 
your Carl Grimes actor was there. Chandler Riggs. Chandler Riggs, thank you. Ch- I was thinking Chandler Bing. <laughs> <laughs> could he could he be more dead? So, so yeah, Chandler Riggs was there, but a lot of the old cast members were at a big, as we talked about, I think last week or the week before, last episode, we talked about there was a big Atlanta convention, a Walking Dead convention, tied yes. into the final filming, and he was there for that. Now, he tweeted on April 1st, I don't know if you saw this, I'm going to be in the last episode of The Walking Dead. I did. I actually retweeted that. Yes. And then a few minutes later, he tweeted, check today's date. It's April 1st. Oh, my God. He got me. Are you kidding me? No. (laughs) You didn't notice it was April 1st, Jamie? I I didn't. Oh, Jamie, you fell for it. I fell for it hard. I was like, he is? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you didn't oh. like you didn't say on this podcast just so you know he's going to be on the final episode. Oh, good thing I didn't say anything. Now it could be Jamie. You could be actually smarter than all of us. It could be. It could be <laughs> I a, believed it. <laughs> a no. It could be a reverse April Fools, where uh, he actually is on the final episode. I would love so, that. So he said it on April first. So you'd think, oh, now there's no chance he'll be on it, and then he is on it. So who knows? That's fine. However, I saw a very interesting theory. From the guys at Knock Noc Knock Bro Nation on YouTube, uh, I like them very much, and they think if you know the comics, I'm not going to give too much away, but they think because Rick is not at the Commonwealth, that Mercer will give the big speech, and Mercer will take Rick's storyline, and then oh. the question was who then takes Carl's storyline as it mm. pertains to Rick's storyline, mm. and they suggested maybe Princess. So. If you know what Carl and Rick do at the end of the comic book series, then their theory is that Princess and Mercer will do that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. For what that's worth. No spoilers. Okay. So the episode is called Trust. Did you enjoy it, Jamie? I did. I liked the deep dive into Mercer and Princess's relationship. Yeah. He's a big man. Ooh, the gym scene. My God. And the bed scene. Uh, yeah, that too. Her body too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, I I understand it's it's television and it's usually PG rated. Although not this episode. This episode <laughs> probably got an R rating. You know, <laughs> women will will have the uh, the top covered mm-hmm. in bed. Either they do the sheet, or for some reason she was wearing like a bra a bra or a bikini top. Yeah. I get that, but Mercer as a man doesn't have to cover up anything. I don't know. I'm not saying that's fair. Um, I, you know, f- as far as I'm concerned, women should be topless on TV. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm all about equality. I bet. Uh, but uh, your Mercer, he's a, he's a, he's a monster of a he's man. A big man. Not a Muppet of a man, which is a great song. If you saw the Muppet <laughs> movie, uh, did you see that with Marshall from um, How I Met Your Mother? I did not. Oh, he sings "I'm a Muppet of a Man," uh, and then the the Muppet sings "I'm a man of, of a, I'm a man of a Muppet." <laughs> uh, or I'm a Muppet of a Man. It's a great, it's a fun song. Go go pull up Muppet of a Man video so you see what's going on. But basically, the um, the actor who played, I, I, his name is irrelevant at the moment, but he's talking about how he's he's so much like a Muppet, he, he uh, relates to them, that if he was a Muppet, he'd be a Muppet of a Man. You know, <laughs> or he's a man of a, you have to see it. Because, man of yeah. a Muppet. But when you said it, he's a mountain of a man, I was like, oh, you're a Muppet of a Man. So... <laughs> All right, this is what we do. We go off on tangents. Jamie, try to stay focused. Me? Thank you for admitting it. Okay. (laughs) All right, the episode's called Trust. It it starts with the uh, the stormtroopers and um, Hornsby at the building that Carlson killed everyone last week. And they're treating it like a crime scene, putting down little numbers and 
counting the bullets and everything, marking everything. Um, Daryl goes up to the roof and Hornsby is yelling that this is a bad look for everyone. And he doesn't believe Aaron and Father Gabriel's story. He doesn't believe that people living in that building were able to kill all of those trained soldiers. And yet Father Gabriel and Aaron live and then uh, survive everything uh, when everyone else was killed and all the the, uh, people who lived in that building run off. Mm -hmm. And he asks Daryl, hey, Daryl, what do you think? You think this is a truthful story? And he says, hey, man, they've been out there a long time. They're very good. They can take care of themselves. And uh, they said that's what happened. That's what happened. And, and you, Hornsby doesn't believe Daryl either at that point. But that comes back to haunt him a little bit because Daryl went and said they can take care of themselves and Hornsby puts them to the test oh, later does. on, which we will touch on. Hornsby says, you expect me to believe that you survived an attack from violent strangers unless they weren't strangers at all. Implying that somehow Aaron and Father Gabriel knew these people in a building that they just found in West Virginia? Oh, man. Aaron says... Are you calling us liars? And Father Gabriel says, that's what happened. We barely survived, and I'm not taking the fall for this, bitch. Okay. <laughs> he didn't say bitch, but that's the vibe. Yeah, okay? that was the vibe, for sure. Out of nowhere, Hornsby, who's a spiteful little prick, says, we need to go to Hilltop and warn them because some very dangerous people could be out there. Have we not established that Hilltop is hundreds and hundreds of miles away? And... Unless he was absolutely suspicious of Maggie being there, which why would he be? Why would he think that the guy on the horse went to go get Maggie when they're a state and a half away? Exactly. But he's acting like, oh, it had to be Maggie, right? He had no reason to believe it was Maggie. Now, he does explain tire tracks later in the show, which is the only thing I could think of, and the baseball hat. But I doubt he remembered the baseball hat belonged to little Herschel. So maybe the tire tracks and the hat is what made him think that Maggie came there. I don't know, but I'm going to call bullshit in, in a, in a couple of minutes. Okay. Bear, bear with me. Surpri- spoiler. It's coming. <laughs> he tells Daryl, you better suit up soldier. Now, if you noticed Daryl didn't have his helmet on when everyone else did. So at that point, yeah. Daryl's Daryl's either the rebel or that's for us so that we can see who Daryl is. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's like, "Oh, don't wear the helmet, uh, Daryl, because we need you to see that the people in the show need to see which one you are." Uh, you know, because you can't wear like a, a a bandana around your head, like, "Oh, the one in the bandana is Daryl," because they're all uniformed. Exactly. Right. That's the whole purpose of the name uniform that they're all they all match. The, that's when the credits roll. So uh, that's what happens. That's your big first scene. Mercer wakes up. His alarm clock is going off in bed. I guess he has. A, they have a nice alarm clock at, at Commonwealth. Big red numbers plugged in. That's very nice. Very nice. And he's in bed with a woman who kisses him. And it's Princess, as we talked about before. Mm -hmm. They have a romantic conversation. And she points out that he seems deep in thought a lot. And he may not have slept well. Apparently the sex was really good because they talked about that a lot. (laughs) They did. (laughs) She thinks something's bothering him and he starts to get annoyed and says, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Stop bothering me. Eugene and Rosita invite Connie and Kelly over to Eugene's apartment. They don't bring any lasagna. Rosita wants to call Connie. I'm sorry. Rosita wants to tell Connie because she's a reporter. What happened at the house with the walkers and the money last episode? Rosita says she can't help but think about the people that died and that poor woman, April. Now she had no reason to say that poor woman, April, but she did in the script 
So the sisters could say, wait a minute, we've got names on a list. Ah, and they, there it and is. They, they take the list out. And of course, April is on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they remembered the name April on a list of 40, 50 names, but they did because Rosita awkwardly mentioned the name April. Rosita says, well, there's more names on that list than Sebastian sent into the house. So something else must be going on. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone on the list was chosen. Like everyone who went in the house may have been chosen from that list. Maybe that's the list of people in debt or people they can't trust, etc. Exactly. Kelly says they're going to need inside access to get more information. And Eugene says he might know someone who can help. Obviously, he means Max. Hmm. Mercer's sister. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) Carol is with Stephanie and RJ. I don't know if she's officially taking care of them when Daryl's gone, but he makes a reference later that he's not going back to Commonwealth. Well, then what about Stephanie and, um, I'm sorry, I said Stephanie. I meant Judith and RJ. Uh, Carol's with Judith and RJ, and Daryl doesn't seem to, like, he's like, oh, I'm not going back to Commonwealth. Well, are you abandoning Judith and, uh, and RJ? Is Carol now in charge of them? Yeah, hmm. what's going on here? Ezekiel comes up to Carol. Uh, he's already had the surgery. And he's excited to thank her for everything she did and show her what he's been working on. And she says, yeah, oh, that's great, but uh, I'm a little busy right now. And Ezekiel says, oh, with the bakery? She says, no, I have another job and it's complicated and something happened and things went sideways, but it's, it's, I have to fix it and it's better you don't know anything about it. Mm. Now, you know when Carol fixes something. Oh, not shady at all. She, no, but she fixes it good and dead. Oh, yes, dead is right. <laughs> so I would I would imagine uh, Hornsby is in trouble at some point in the next eight episodes. Hornsby and the troopers and Daryl and Father Gabriel and Aaron are all walking through the woods. And a, a bunch of walkers walks across the road that they're on. He stops the, the, the group of people and tells Aaron and Father Gabriel to take care of it since, hey, I was just told you guys can handle anything. Mm. And Daryl, still not wearing a helmet, says, are you kidding? <laughs> now, if he's supposed to be a soldier, why is Hornsby letting him get away with no helmet and insubordination? He is getting away with a lot. Yeah. So Aaron and Father Gabriel and Daryl, like Daryl wasn't asked to help, but he goes to help. And again, uh, Hornsby doesn't tell him not to. I thought he was going to stop him and he just let him go. Uh, at least when Daryl shot his mouth off, he should have said, well, you go help them too then. Yeah. Like there was missing, like they missed that line for some reason. Mm-hmm. Aaron Aaron punches one of the walkers in the face with his mace, gives a mace face. That was awesome. Boom! Boom! Absolutely. And uh, the head explodes. And Father Gabriel cuts one of the heads in half, and then the, that was awesome the top too. half slides in slow Aww. motion. That was great. Daryl puts the sword end of his gun through the head of a walker, spins him around, Gets and shoots, one. <laughs> yeah, shoots through the first walker into the second walker. Sick. And I, there was a head on the ground after they kill all of them. And he kicks the head over to Hornsby and says, I saved your bullet. Oh Again, God. Hornsby doesn't doesn't say anything. The other men are looking. They got to be like, why is this guy being so disrespectful to Hornsby? He's mouthing off and getting away you, with it. You'd think Hornsby would have him punished or something. You would. Anyway, he looked worried for a second when they were really good at killing Mm-hmm. But then he got a stupid fake smile on his face. He's like, oh, congratulations. That was well done. So I don't know if he thinks he can use them as fighters now when he sees, because the troopers are great at being like, you know, policemen, mm-hmm. but they're not good killers of walkers. That is very true. Yeah. Then Daryl, uh, then Hornsby tells Daryl to put his helmet on. 
Why does he tell him to put his helmet on? Because now we're going to see the scene that was a flash forward of six months ago mm-hmm. where Daryl has to take his helmet off to say hi to Maggie. So he has to put his helmet on for that scene. Thank you, Hornsby, for finally telling him to put his helmet on just so he can take it off in the next scene. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> a quick reminder. Remember I said it was bullshit that Maggie drove from Hilltop all the way across Virginia across West Virginia to get there in like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. They are now walking from Western West Virginia. Oh my God. You're right. <laughs> to Hilltop in armor oh with my no, God. I don't see any supplies, no water, nothing. Explain to me what's going on there. How are they doing that? You're so right. Thank you. That, that, <laughs> you was, the original, that was the original name of this podcast. Brody. So right. <laughs> Ezekiel shows up at Yumiko's brother Tomi's office and he was uh, he was drinking and he hides the liquor bottle in the drawer with a bottle of pills. Ooh. And on Talking Dead, the actor who plays Tomi said they cut that scene short. Originally, it showed him taking pills, drinking out of the bottle and throwing his glass across the room. Uh, Ezekiel wants his help. He says he knows someone who can't afford it but needs a minor procedure. And he says it's an appendectomy. And I, I want to do it out of the system, off to the side. I got a place. I've got I've got uh, the equipment. I just need some supplies, and I need you. Tommy says it's look. It's very risky and dangerous for everyone. It's you know. He said, look, I lost a patient this morning. Mm-hmm. I lost them here in a hospital where it's safe and sanitary. And now you're asking me to risk my life and my job and the health of a patient. Oof, drama. Am I right? Yeah. Thank you. Again. You're right. right. Thank you. Thank you. You're right. That's right. Um, I believe we now once again have commercials in the podcast. So let's play a few for the people. And we will be right back after this. Hey, this is Seth Gilliam. I play Father Gabriel on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. Eugene goes to visit Max. He asks her to find secret files and steal oh. them. Mm-hmm. As if like there's a there's a, a drawer that's marked secret folders. Secret <laughs> right? files, right? Go <laughs> in the cuz listen, Carol knew exactly what filing cabinet to go to to Damn. get Ezekiel's. So just I'm sure Max knows where the secret file is in the secret cabinet in the secret room in the secret building in the secret corner of town. <laughs> the secret corner of town. <laughs> Nobody knows about it. They only think there's three corners of town. Oh. We live in a triangle. No, it turns out there's a fourth corner. No way. It's a secret. What's in there? A filing cabinet with a secret file. Well, how do you know about it? I'm the person who put it there. 
Oh, okay. Also, it's the script, so I, I was told where it is. Okay. Exactly. Eugene tells Max there are people dying because of Sebastian. Uh, I can't help but think of the crab from uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, for the Little Mermaid? Is he a crab? I think he's a crab, right? Yeah, he's a hermit crab yeah. or something. Under the sea. Under the sea. Yeah. He says Mercer, her brother, can corroborate because he was there. And she says Michael was there. So in addition to Mercer's real name in real life being Michael, apparently yes. his real name is Michael. Did they give him the name Mercer because it's like short for mercenary, you think? That's what I'm him, wondering. To like, make him oh, sound Michael. tough? Because his name is not Michael in the comics from what I believe. That's I what believe. I heard as well. Yes. And they're also not brother and sister in the comics, so... Max doesn't exist in the comics. Right, we talked about that. Well, Max, uh, yeah, right, right. Max is a combination of, of two people. And, yes. Uh, yes. So, Hornsby and the rest of the uh, Funky Bunch arrive at Hilltop <laughs> in breakneck speed. And this is the scene we saw a couple of weeks ago when they flash forward. Hornsby tells Maggie there are killers on the loose who stole property of the Commonwealth and they just want to come in and take a look around just so we can eliminate you from the suspect list. You know, paperwork. Maggie says, I gave you my answer before. You are not coming in. So Hornsby turns Ooh. to a stormtrooper behind him, and they're planning like they're going in guns blazing. And Daryl says, let me talk to her. I don't want anybody to get killed. I don't have to shoot anybody. And Hornsby says, all right, all right go for it. If you think you can get uh, this done peacefully. Maggie tells the soldier, it doesn't need to be this way. And of course, it's Daryl who takes his helmet off and says, yeah, it does. Just let us in. It'll be quick. And she says, you expect me to trust him? And Daryl says, no, I expect you to trust me. Which basically he said uh, last week or the week before. Yeah, he did. Why do you trust these people? I don't. You should trust me. So they open the gates. We see in the trailer for next week where she hid everybody. But what? why would she have hid them in a hole in the ground? She had no reason to believe that Hornsby was going to come there immediately. Yeah, she didn't know that. Right. But she's already hiding them. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Cut to Mercer in the gym, the scene you referenced earlier. He's working out shirtless, as good-looking people do. (laughs) Max walks in and says she wants to know what's going on with Sebastian. There's people missing. I want to know about the house. And he says, well, it sounds like you know about everything already. And she says, why don't you tell me about this? And he says, it's none of your business. And then goes off on her saying, this place has parts uh, of the way things, the way they used to be. There's good parts, but there's also bad sides around here. Look, wherever you go, people are going to kill each other. At least we got a safe place here. He says, look, I let people die because of me, because I missed the clues. I didn't see it, and I have to live with that. But I fixed everything, and you need to move on. Like, let's, let's, let's just stop talking about it. Yeah, and Max, like Max says... Why do you let Sebastian get away with stuff like that? And Mercer says, because I have 50,000 other people to worry about besides him. He says, if I go after Sebastian, there'll be consequences and I will face retribution. And if I happen to disappear, who's going to keep the Commonwealth safe and protect the 50,000 people? Exactly. Max says, not everyone looks at things as acceptable losses. You know, the people that died matter. And Mercer says, hey, Pam's your boss. Take it up with her. She's your boss also. Like We work for the same lady. Go, go talk to her. Don't blame me. I don't see you being a big shot. (laughs) Max says to him, people look up to you and the communities are with you. And right behind him is a giant poster of uh, 
Mercer on the wall like he's a hero. She says, you can be so much more. Maybe that's just me being naive. Maybe you are just a poster, which is, that's an ouch. That's an ouch right there. Yeah, I thought you were a hero, but you're nothing but a poster. King Ezekiel and Tommy are in uh, an office at the hospital. Uh, It's a supply room, stealing supplies for surgery. And guards are walking the hallways. This is what we saw in the trailer where they were ducking for cover. And we thought maybe they were in trouble for the surgery. But no, they already had the surgery. That Ezekiel's had his surgery already, so he's good. Um, of course, the second they step out of the closet, Tommy bumps into a guard and drops his bag of supplies. Of so course, not, right not there. The, not the stealthiest. No. Hornsby uncovers the pickup truck that had a tarp over it at the hilltop that we saw Maggie drive in the last episode to get to the building to help save them. Right, he, she came to rescue them in that blue pickup truck. She tells Hornsby, "Oh, I've been rebuilding the engine in that car. It doesn't start." And Hornsby says, "Well, not a lot of cars run these days, but we found tire tracks by the building." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he sees there's mud on the tires. Oh boy! Which makes it look like it's been driven lately. Yeah. Daryl keeps pushing his luck with Hornsby and and uh, is nasty to him, and says, "What are you getting at?" And he says, you know, I was a bit of um, a gearhead, meaning I could fix cars and stuff. Let me take a look at it. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, if this starts, they're in big trouble. Oh, my God, I thought the same thing. <laughs> like, oh God. So he opens the, uh, the hood up and he sees in the engine that something's unplugged. Something very obvious was unplugged. So I thought, well, if Maggie's trying to get the car not to start because she somehow anticipated Hornsby would come there and then try to verify the car would be able to start. Now, I don't know how you have gas that works 10 years later, but... That's the exact thing I said out loud. I yeah. said, how they have gas? It's so good. He went and said, we gave you guys a lot of fuel, but unless they're they're refining uh, fuel now, there's not a lot of... I mean, fuel breaks down. It doesn't last. Yeah. It certainly doesn't last in your, in your, your fuel tank. No. So he plugs the uh, thing back in. He gets in the car, and of course, the keys are in the visor, because oh. that's what people do on TV shows and movies. Always. I've never now, put my keys there in my life. <laughs> now, now Maggie looks re- legitimately worried the truck is going to start up, which I thought was weird because then when he goes to start it with his cocky face, it doesn't start. It's in cocky. fact, it doesn't even turn over. It no, doesn't it even doesn't. click, which says to me that the battery was disconnected because oh. you, you or the battery was completely dead, in which case it could have been completely dead and she still could have driven it. He knows that she drove it. He just can't prove it. So... Yep. Maggie goes up to him in the truck and says, you people have until sundown and then you need to be on your way. I'm Maggie Ree. <laughs> Maggie is clearly much smarter than he is. Tommy and Ezekiel are in handcuffs in an office at the hospital. Carol comes in, tells the guards to leave, gets the key to the handcuffs. Now she's a big deal. Ezekiel says, I was hoping your new job had some connections. So I dropped your name, smart man. <laughs> she says she took care of it and then says, you guys should be fine unless you plan on getting into more trouble tonight. And Ezekiel says, not all trouble is bad trouble. Let me show you what I've been working on, Carol. And uh, she and, and Tommy go to a stable behind a curtain. He's running a veterinary area. So he's, he's helping uh, the pets there, the animals. But, but, but we don't know who, he's, who the patient is at this point. I'm thinking it's a llama. Who That's can't afford the I surgery? Thought. I thought it's going to be a goat or something. Because <laughs> as you know, goats don't carry money, so they wouldn't be able to pay yeah, for the surgery. Yeah, they just, yeah. Right, unless you're Tom Brady. 
So uh, (laughs) Mercer is standing in the hallway of Princess's building. And she comes home and he's, I need to talk to you about something. I want to apologize um, because the whole relationship thing is new to me. And Princess says, listen, I know I come off as carefree, but I can handle serious stuff. And he's, so Mercer says, well, I killed two of my men and covered it up. It's not who I am. I was raised a certain way not to cross lines. And I, these lines I would never cross until now. That's what's keeping me up at night, thinking about that and that I would do it again. And he Mm. says, uh, all I've ever known is keeping people safe and it's worked so far, but maybe this place needs something else. Maybe he's part of the problem. No matter how good a community is, once the, uh, uh, sorry, this is my thought here. So here's my thought. No matter how good a community is, once the cast of the show, the stars go into a community, they wreck everything the people there believed in. You know, Alexandria, they ruined it. You know? Yeah. Oh, they big just, time. They, they just, they go in and they, they change people's perceptions of everything. They, they overthrew Oceanside at one point. Mm. They, they overthrew Hilltop. They, they just go in and F it up for everybody. Or as Daryl's going to say in a little while, fuck it up for everybody. Got to mark <laughs> this episode explicit. Sorry. Explicit. She kisses his hand and says, why don't we go inside and figure things out? Wink. Wink. Wink, wink. So that means the sex again. <laughs> They're going to have the sex. The sex. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's think about the sex <laughs> while we go to commercial. As I pointed out, we, we have commercials again. So uh, enjoy them. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Emily Kinney, Beth on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David, Brody, and Jamie on The Walkers and Talkers podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, I hope you enjoyed those commercials. Welcome back, commercials. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Uh, Herschel is um, sitting at Hilltop looking at, I guess, his father's grave. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hornsby comes out of the cellar as just as uh, Herschel is walking past the cellar. And you, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know Hornsby's going to get the kid to talk. At least I thought that. Or he's going to try at least. Now, here's my question. I'm not saying Maggie's the best parent in the world, but if you've got the Commonwealth soldiers searching every square inch of Hilltop, wouldn't you go get your son and keep him with you? Thank you, yes. Especially since he's apt to talk. He's a Mm -hmm. little boy. You're letting him walk around. Like, oh, I'm going to pick today to go sit at the grave. By himself. I know he was sitting at the grave because he just found out Negan killed his father. Spoiler, Glenn's dead. 
But it just seems like that moment wasn't the best moment for Maggie not to know where he was since she's taken precautions with the car and Negan's people. And now now she doesn't matter, doesn't mind, she doesn't care that Herschel's walking around by himself. Hornsby, in get in my van voice, oh says to God. him, Oh, you've had an exciting life, little Herschel. Have you taken any exciting trips lately? You know, to a slaughter apartment building? Oh, he's such a creep. I don't want anything to happen to your mom, so I need your help. If I can get the truth, I can fix things. That's what I do. I'm a fixer. But I can't keep people safe if they keep secrets. Oh. Thinking, you are, you're like Kinko oh. the Clown. You he are, please. You are, you are the worst. Oh, my God. So he tells Hornsby, I, I got to go get my mother. Hornsby jumps in front of him and takes out the baseball hat that Herschel was wearing and says, I found this hat where all the bad things happened. It would be a shame for a nice a nice uh, a hat like this to go to waste. And he puts it on Herschel's head and he says, I'll be darned, it's a perfect fit. Mm. And he puts his hand on Herschel. And out of nowhere, Elijah comes out and throws him against the wall. That was awesome. Uh, he, by the way, he throws uh, Hornsby against the wall, not Herschel. Oh yeah, not Herschel. <laughs> Stormtroopers surround them and tell him to let Hornsby go or they will shoot him. And then Daryl and Maggie show up and Daryl points the gun at the other soldiers, the guys he's been working with. They must be thinking, what is the guy with no, why doesn't he have his armor on <laughs> and his, his mask and he's pointing a gun at us? Honey this, Badger don't care. Honey Badger doesn't, that's right. Hornsby says, hey, I'm a nice guy. You know, I'm so nice. I'll let everybody leave here if you just stand down. And Maggie says, a lot of people have made the mistake of threatening my family and most of them are dead. Well, you know, not Negan. I, I, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Right. So you know, uh, I uh, the, the governor's dead, but That's he true. he did he did kill Herschel and uh, the cop. What was her name? Diane, the cop, maybe whatever her name was in. in um, oh, in the hospital. In the hospital, she's dead, but she killed Beth. Spoiler. Gregory's dead. Greg. Well, yeah, Greg. But Greg. But who did uh, Gregory attack? Gregory tried to kill Maggie. Yes. Right. So, yeah, but that's not really threatening her family. That's threatening her. Well, I mean, it's still... Right, but a lot of the Reapers are dead. Oh, yes, they are. But they killed a lot of Maggie's family, so she got revenge on them. So, yeah, she's badass. She's killed enough people to make that threat, I guess. Daryl then points the gun at Hornsby. Now, how are you getting back from this? How are you recovering from pointing the gun at Hornsby? (laughs) He gets away with it. (laughs) And then says... You know, look, we turned we turned this place upside down. We found nothing. Tell your men, your men to stand down. His partners, tell your men to stand down before something really fucking bad happens. Ooh. So uh, they said shit a couple of times this episode in this season, but not not the f word. Yeah. So in case you're wondering, that f word was uncensored on AMC Plus, and when it was on AMC, Daryl's face was blocked by the gun. So you couldn't see him say it. Oh. So they beeped, I guess they beeped it and you couldn't read his lips because... Oh. Yeah, reading his lips is just as bad. Hornsby orders everyone to lower their weapons and he goes up to Maggie all smiles and says, Hey, I'm sorry. If there was any miscommunication, boy, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't be friends. And he's like, all right, but let's get out of here. I'm thinking, Daryl's going with them? And then he doesn't. He stands there, you know, not in his armor, and he stays back with uh, Maggie and Elijah. But then we see him in the woods with Aaron and Gabriel. So he did go with the troops. Uh, still still not wearing full gear. 
And he says he's not going back to Commonwealth, but uh, I got to stick with them while they still search for the people. And Aaron says, maybe we need to find those guns so that we can end this search. Like, we got to try to find them. Yeah. But where would they look? If it wasn't, if it wasn't Leah, then whoever stole the guns could have gone in any direction they wanted. It could be so 360 degree angles of directions. Okay. A guard comes up and tells Hornsby, we found something. Ezekiel and Carol are talking. He's proud of himself. She's proud of him. And uh, for what he's accomplished with the animals. And he said some really nice things to her. And she says, aw, you know we're not getting back together, right? Uh. And he says, you keep saying that and laughs. Well, we know there's a spinoff. So if they get back together, it's only so he can die. Oh. Right? Because otherwise she wouldn't leave. That's so true. You're right. So if they don't get back together, maybe he lives happily ever after wherever they're going to live. But if if they get back together, he's a dead man. So now you have to hope they don't get back together. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Okay. They're going to operate on a woman. It turns out the woman being operated on, it was a member of the kingdom, even though we don't really see her face in the episode because she has uh, the mask, the, the oxygen She's one of the mask. OGs. Yeah. Now, we may see her next week to see that she recovered or that she got an infection and died. But either way, um, it was Kari Payton's idea to have a member of the kingdom there, which would explain why he was so concerned about her getting surgery because she was part of his original group. Mm-hmm. So she got a little screen time thanks to Kari Payton. Yes, she did. They asked Ezekiel to assist with the surgery because, you know, the guy who knew what he was doing had to leave. So now Carol and Ezekiel are assisting with the surgery. They pull out the uh, appendix and some guts and some other Ugh. stuff. Ugh. And it looks like she'll be fine, barring any complications in the next 24 hours, which is what they always say. Well, she's not out of the woods yet. Max and Eugene are talking, and at this point I thought that the show was really kind of soap opery, um, with um, Princess and, and Mercer. Agreed. You know, like, oh man, my relationship, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I love you, if the sex is good, we've had a lot of sex. It was just very like, they should have had the, the soap opera music, you know, the violin music they play, like the... <laughs> uh, it's really, you know, there's not a lot of action in the Commonwealth scenes, and so they, I think they need to speed those up a little bit. She says to Eugene, look, we can't wait for other people to help, meaning her brother. Whatever I know can't be unknown, and something has to be done about it. And Eugene says, whatever happens, I'll be there with you. I've never been so sure about anything in my life. Somehow you and I found each other, so I'm with you. And they lean in and they kiss. And Jamie was all... (laughs) You know you were. You know you got awe. Yeah. A little bit. Yep, yep, yep. So then Max says, all right, what do I need to steal? So, she's in. Yeah. A a, a secret folder. With a secret (laughs) Secret file. file. Leah is cleaning her weapon in the woods. And I'm not... I assume she's near Hilltop because she's planning on killing Maggie. Why else would she be there? Right? Yeah. She, She gets up, puts her gun against the tree, and goes into her tent. Which I thought was weird. She would leave her weapons outside for some reason when she was going to take a nap. A bunch of troopers surround the tent with their weapons out. So so you're telling me that the other guard that spoke to Hornsby said, I think we found something. He was able to spot Leah and get away without her knowing it? That's what I, you're telling me? I found that hard to believe as well because it's Leah. Right. So now a bunch of troopers are outside the tent. They open the flap of the tent to ambush her and she's not there. She went out the back of the tent. She knew they were coming mm-hmm. and she must have had other weapons 
and she shoots one guy in the foot, one guy in the arm. She's picking them off. Oh. Now, why she's giving them flesh wounds, I don't know. Maybe she wants to figure out who they are. However, she already killed a whole bunch of people wearing those same uniforms. Mm-hmm. She knows that they're coming for revenge because she took their guns. Exactly. So why is she wounding them? That's the part I didn't understand. Uh, Hornsby says, hold your fire. We're here to talk. You're a very hard person to track down. You cost me a lot of trouble. Uh, I, uh, at least uh, l- l- hear me out. L- let me uh, let me tell you what I have to say before you kill us. And, you know, she lets him speak. She comes out. He introduces himself. He says, my name is Lance Hornsby, and I'm here to offer you a job. Now, he's obviously going to hire her to kill Maggie, right? Oh, yeah. Once he sees that Leah has the guns. She's badass. Right. And and he's like, oh, she must have taken out all my men. She must be pretty badass. I'm going to hire her. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, scenes for next episode, the mid-season or the second, third season finale, section B of the season. Hornsby tells Leah he will need to see Maggie dead to prove that you killed her. Maggie leaves Hilltop with Herschel. She then goes to some hole in the ground where Negan and, and his wife and the rest of the bunch are in, a, in the ground. How long have they been in the ground? Did they run out of the back of Hilltop? Like, how, have they been? Know. Were they planning on living in the hole on the hopes that <laughs> Hornsby may show up sometime that year? Oh my God. Uh, she tells Negan, it's not going to end until I say it ends, until I end it. I'm Maggie Ree. <laughs> and uh, Leah's on the walkie saying, I'm going to do things my way. And Hornsby says, your way got my men killed. So at that point, you have to think, okay, our people have killed a good amount of the people that were working with Leah. Now, when Leah walks off to go on her mission, she's with like five or six guys in black, all ninja, like uh, looking outfits Mm -hmm. with belts, with weapons. Now, I don't know if that's the clothing under the armor. Maybe that's the clothing under the armor and she's taking those guys with her. Oh, okay. that they wouldn't stand out in the forest with the with the white uniforms. With the white. Which seems, you know, maybe the wrong color for stealth. So that's who they are. So apparently a lot of those uh, red shirts, so to speak, get killed. Uh, Daryl and Father Gabriel and Aaron and Maggie, and who else knows, and who else we don't know, are fighting against the troopers. So I don't know if, if Negan's group is part of it. I don't know. Um, I don't think, now uh, it's already out. I'm going to watch it probably tomorrow night. So I'm just predicting that I don't think Leah dies in the mid-season finale. I think maybe they capture her or the, or the, like Maggie has a gun to her and you don't know if Maggie's going to kill her or not. Mm-hmm. And maybe she doesn't. Maybe you think she's going to. And then when the show comes back, Daryl begs her not to kill her. Or maybe Daryl has to put her down. Ooh. Ooh. What if she's about to kill Maggie and Daryl kills her? That'd Ooh. be pretty cool. But I got to tell you, um, Scruffy in the forest, Leah, very attractive. Feral? You mean Feralia? Feralia, which is a great name. Feralia. Yeah. Feralia. Feralia has got that 80s rock video hair. because She she's, does. Oh, my God. That's my jam right there. <laughs> my God. Yeah. So I'm saying Leah can stick around a little longer. Right up until they enact that topless women thing on television for equality. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just, I'm for the people. For the people, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, maybe we see Negan and Maggie team up. Who knows? Uh, they have to become friends at some point, right? They're going off to New York together. Yeah. Uh, Talking Dead was pretty good. Paolo Lazaro, that's your princess. Ian Anthony Drake, who, by the way, plays um, 
Yumiko's brother and has a British accent. Now, on The Walking Dead, a lot of the characters with Southern accents are from are English. Are British. Yeah, like like Rick. Yeah. A bunch of them. Well, this guy, Ian Anthony Drake, and his name is like, I'm Ian Anthony Drake. He sounds British. Oh, no. He's Midwestern American, and he's faking a British accent. He's doing it very well, too. He's the reverse. Well, for us, but he did mention that some Brits are giving him crap for his accent. Y- yes, he did say that. It's like the fake New York accent on television which I've talked about a lot on the Brooklyn Boys. We're like, yeah, so I was getting a cup of coffee and a slice of pizza, and then all of a sudden this taxi cab cuts me off. Well, forget about it. We, we don't talk like that. You know how we, you know how we sound? Uh, like I do every episode of The Walking Dead <laughs> podcast that we do called Walkers and Talkers. Yeah. Now, there are people with more pronounced accents, for sure. Like my boy Meals by Cooge. If you're not following Meals, M-E-A-L-S underscore C-U-G, Meals by Cooge, uh, Cooge, of course, short for cousine, which means cousin in Italian. But growing up in Brooklyn, it meant like, oh, cousine was like a guido. Oh, okay. The muscle t-shirts, the sleeveless tank tops, the gold chains, the slicked back hair. But uh, he does food reviews and he also cooks. So he makes meals and he reviews food. And it right now is my favorite funny guy on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, okay. Where my favorite funny guy on YouTube, well, I'm sorry, Matt Friend is also the tied for first. Matt, I love Matt Friend, my friend Matt Friend, uh, or my Matt Matt Friend, or my Muppet of a Matt. <laughs> uh, but my favorite guy is is as uh, Ryan George, I think is his last name, who does the pitch meetings. Now I sent you pitch meeting Walking Dead, right? You watch that. Oh, that's who that guy is. Yes, that was funny. Right, and he just so he go look up pitch meetings on YouTube. And Very also funny. look at look at Screen Rant and watch. So he used to do a, a bit called Pitch Meeting where he pitches movies and he points out all of the plot holes, similar to the way I do, but in a funny way. Uh, and he plays two characters. I don't want to give too much away, but there are catchphrases that are hilarious. Anyway, these pitch meetings used to live on the Screen Rant YouTube page and most of them are there. However, he also has a new page now just for him called Pitch Meetings and now his new ones are there. He is the funniest thing right now, uh, imaginable. <laughs> and also, I want to get take a, a quick shot at my friend uh, Trevor on the Trev's Chance page. Oh, yeah. You know I love him, love his reviews. He's, yep. he's been on this podcast at least twice from what I can remember. In fact, he was on the first episode that is not posted anywhere because the sound quality was terrible. It's not, I don't even have, I don't even think I have it anymore. So oh. it's uh, if you look in our channel, you'll see episodes two on. Uh, but he was on, he was the guy I had on the first episode before I, uh, convinced Jamie uh, by simply asking her to be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my arm real far. (laughs) Well, I wanted to make sure I had the, like I could do an episode before I bothered somebody else. (laughs) And so anyway, so, uh, Ian Anthony. So, oh, so, so, so Trevor, this, the last, the review he did of the episode we're doing, he's like, I don't care what her brother's name is. The show's almost over. I don't really care anymore. (gasps) Oh no. He's sort no. of like, I'm like, I'm like yelling at my, my computer. I go, Trev, you got nine episodes left, buddy. What are you doing? Oh. You got, you got spinoffs. Yeah. There's a lot more happening. So he's, he's 10% mailing it in. So <laughs> come on, Trev. I, you're better than that. You're better than that. You're a, you're a, you're a walking dead icon. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, also on the show is Emily Kinney. Who plays Beth on The Walking Dead? According she's so to the cute. Uh, on the ID, yeah, she's cute. So she was there to be, I'm Beth, and <laughs> at the very end they plugged her new album. 
Oh, That's there it is. Really why she was there, right? To there plug her new is. album, which I said she had some reason to plug. Uh, most of the things that we learned on, on Talking Dead, uh, I worked into the uh, recap. So uh, we don't have much here. Uh, scenes for next week, though, were pretty good. Well, I'm not saying next week. Scenes for the finale. I'm not going to give anything away because there was a lot going on. But there's a lot of action, a lot of fighting, a lot of shooting. Daryl throws a gun. Aaron catches it beautifully. It's a great looking scene. It looks like a bunch of stormtroopers are slaughtered. Uh, it looks like a, a good mid-season finale action kind of episode. Mayhem. So mayhem. So I'm excited. <laughs> and now listen, we are ahead of the game, Jamie. This is a little bit shorter than normal. So uh, I, I want to point out that next week uh, we would, we would uh, is the finale review. And I am on vacation next week. But oh. for the people... Jamie and I will do an episode next week and most likely we'll record early in the week and I'll record, I'll edit it earlier in the week. So you'll have it earlier in the week. And then, uh, then right away, we're going to have the, um, the submarine show, right. To talk about because that's this weekend also. And before you know it, we'll have fear Fear coming up. Yeah. Fear coming up. Right. So if you don't have AMC plus, I hope you'll get it and enjoy it. It's Um, worth it. It's worth it. But the good news is, if you don't have it, we'll we'll get let you know what's going on. And after after this week, so this week we'll have the finale to talk about, and we'll have the um, the spinoff, which is called uh, Dead in the Water. And before you know it, we'll be doing Fear and maybe like a quick, you know, like five minute recap of Dead in the Water. So don't feel obligated that you know I wouldn't want you to not listen to our podcast because you don't have AMC Plus. Yes. We won't. We're not going to devote, devote too much time to it unless we'll put it's. You in. Unless it's fantastic, but we already know it's a prequel. We already know everyone's going to die mostly, except mm. for Riley. Uh, so, but it'll be fun. It'll be a fun journey. Something to watch. A little uh, yeah. keep us going. So, so there you go. So, Jamie, we got this in under an hour. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Wait, you set it up wrong. <laughs> All right, J- Jamie. Yes. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? Do you think it's- you'd know by now? You think when I ask you what time it is, you'd know what time it is. I do know yeah. what time it is. No, yeah, I know. But you'd be like, yeah, of course, David. I, I know. It's, it's, go well, ahead, it's, say it. It's part of the snappy banter. I know. I know. <laughs> all right. All right. Jamie, it's time. What time is it? It's time, it's time to, to, sh- to shut, shut this shut shit, shit down. down. <laughs> why do you pause in the middle? I don't know why. You're delayed. I have to pause. Oh, sorry. It throws me every time. Does it though? It does. Uh, I'm well, starting clearly. To, I'm starting to, I'm starting to think it's deliberate. How many years in are we? <laughs> uh, 73. Oh my God. All right. Jamie, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, enjoy the episode. We just, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We just did everyone. Yes. And, thank and by, you. And by the way, we, we've, we've always talked about what we should name the listeners of our show. Like we're the talkers. They're the listeners. Yeah. But since it's walkers and talkers, if we're the talkers, maybe they can be the walkers. That's an honor. Or we just keep them as the listeners because we don't want to kill them. So yeah, we'll keep them as the listeners. So you're okay. the listeners. The so listeners. maybe we'll give them a slang like L-I- like after 213, 14 episodes, like the L-I-S-T uh, apostrophe N-E-R-S, the listeners. Oh, I like that. Or the L-I-S apostrophe, the listeners. The listeners, like the whispers. It's a thing. Like maybe, it. maybe. I like it. Maybe I'm we'll get board. shirts that say I'm a listener. Ooh, Ooh, I more see shirts. t-shirts. By the way, guys, um, we may have a few uh, Walking Dead t-shirts, some walkers and talkers, rather, t-shirts left. I know we shut this shit down, but I just want to just say just one last thing. Uh, 
brooklynboys.bigcartel.com and go get your walkers and talker shirts while we still have a few left. All right. Now, Jamie, we're not going to say it again. Just we're, we're out. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.